everybody. It's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener this day, Friday, Purple Friday, June 30th, 2023. It is the last day of June, and that means July starts tomorrow. And you know what July means? It means we have football towards the end of the month. Yeah! But that doesn't stop the news, not one little bit. So I'm going to hop around a little bit today. First, starting off with my buddy, my pal, and Vikings First and Skull's very own Tyler Fornis over on the Vikings Wire. He was at it again with the NFC North Roundtable. This time, all four writers weighed in on who is the favorite to finish last in the division in 2023. The article presents a roundtable discussion between writers from the four different teams in the NFC North division. From the Bears Wire, Lions Wire, Packers Wire, and of course, Vikings Wire. The topic of discussion is predicting the team most likely to finish in last place in the upcoming 2023 season. While all four teams have a realistic chance of finishing last... The Green Bay Packers are the popular pick amongst the writers. The Packers are predicted to face challenges as they transition from Aaron Rodgers to young quarterback Jordan Love, who has yet to prove himself as a long-term solution at quarterback. With a weak supporting cast and a shaky offensive line, the Packers are expected to take a significant step back after already an underwhelming 8-9 and nine season last year. Furthermore, the team's defense will only be able to keep them somewhat respectable. On the other hand, the Chicago Bears, despite coming off a three-win season, are building around Justin Fields and have made substantial improvements on both sides of the ball. The Lions, meanwhile, are entering the season as betting favorites to win the division, and the Vikings are attempt to repeat as division champs for the first time since 2008 and 2009. Every team selected the Packers to finish last, except for the Packers who selected the Bears. Overall, the NFC North division promises to be highly competitive, with each team having its own strengths and weaknesses. Nonetheless, the Packers are seen as the most likely team to finish last in the division due to their challenges and transitioning to a new quarterback and their weaker supporting cast in comparison to the other teams in the division. Next, Tyler reports on how Kevin O'Connell wants to balance the offense by running the ball wisely. Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell is focused on creating a more balanced offense for the team. While passing is essential, the team's running game has room for improvement. In the previous season, the Vikings faced a high rate of too high coverage, which made it difficult to pass. Additionally, the team only managed to rush 4.1 yards per carry, which is not an effective way to move the ball downfield. To address the issue, O'Connell wants the team to improve their running game by being wiser and more efficient in their opportunities to run. 
The team needs to take advantage of the situations where running is more effective than passing. By doing this, they can create a more balanced offense, which will keep the defense guessing and make it easier for them to score. Overall, O'Connell's goal to create an offense that can both run and pass the ball successfully. This will make it more challenging for the defense to defend because they have to prepare for both kinds of plays. Now, this does not mean that they're looking for that magical 50-50 split on run-pass plays, but what it does mean is they're looking for more efficiency. So it isn't a matter of 50-50 balance, more of what's the best type of play to get the best results in a certain situation. On from there, Tyler again was busy yesterday, and he wrote on how ESPN believes the Vikings have an NFL average roster. The emphasis on average was mine to put out how sort of ridiculous it is. But according to ESPN, Seth Walder and Mike Clay, the Minnesota Vikings have an average roster in the National Football League, ranking 16th overall. The team's strongest unit is their offensive tackle position, with Christian Darisaw and Brian O'Neill being standout players. Darisaw enjoyed a breakout season in 2022, while O'Neill had a 94.7% pass block win rate, which was third amongst tackles last season. On the other hand, the weakest unit for the Vikings is their cornerback position, with Patrick Peterson, Chandon Sullivan, Cameron Dantzler, and Duke Shelley no longer on the team. The team is hoping that recent day two and day three draft picks, Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr., and Makai Blackman, will fill in the void and have a significant impact this season. Evans and Booth Jr. are both X-factors to watch, as they are young and unproven corners, and their success or failure will significantly impact the Vikings' defense. Additionally, they identify the non-starter to watch for the Vikings as rookie seventh-round pick Dwayne McBride, running back. Although Alexander Madison is a new starter, McBride may get a look as he led the FBS in rushing yards per game and was the fifth in rushing yards after contact all of last season. Overall, the Vikings roster has potential, but it remains to be seen if they can translate that potential into reality. From here, we go on to some nice fuzzy news, also reported by Tyler Fornis. Justin Jefferson was named Global Flag Football Ambassador. Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, has been named the global flag football ambassador for the NFL and the IFAF. This announcement comes after Jefferson won the NFL Offensive Player of the Year Award. He will join former NFL players Tory Holt and Mike Rucker as ambassadors for the game. The NFL and IFAF jointly announced this news in a press release on Thursday afternoon. Jefferson expressed his excitement to work with the NFL to continue the growth of the sport. 
He also mentioned how flag football is an awesome sport, a great way for kids to learn some of the fundamentals of football. Jefferson says he was able to play in his first Pro Bowl game with flag football as the sport. It was an incredible experience for him. He loves the pace and the concepts of flag and is excited to become a global flag football ambassador. Good for JJ. Flag football is fun. I highly encourage those that can play to play. In our next story, we're going to get into a more controversial topic. But before that, I need to go refill my coffee. So I'll see you right after this. I am back. Now let's get into this. As we all know, Pat McAfee said some things that caused some controversy on his show. He tried to walk it back the next day, but it still didn't help. Did Dalvin Cook help Justin Jefferson? The great and wonderful Arif Hassan over at Pro Football Network answers that question. The controversy sparked by Pat McAfee's claim that Dalvin Cook was responsible for Justin Jefferson's production is rooted in the question of how much running backs actually help receivers. While it is easy to understand how a good running back might help by drawing defenders into the box, recent evidence suggests that this effect is overstated. In fact, the Vikings' actions in releasing Cook suggest that he was not as important to their success as some might have thought. Furthermore, Cook himself has not been a particularly successful rusher over the past two years, and there's little evidence to suggest that individual running backs have significant impact on play outcomes. In contrast, Jefferson faced more double teams than any other receiver in the NFL and was more efficient without Cook on the field. Teams did not respect Cook and were willing to double-team Jefferson in order to defend him. There was no eight men in the box all the time for Cook. Overall, it seems that Jefferson's remarkable production last year was due to his elite talent rather than Cook's contributions. While Cook may have induced loaded boxes on occasion and produced more one-on-one matchups as McAfee and his co-host suggested, it is difficult to find evidence that this played out in any meaningful way. In the end, it appeared that Cook was more likely to be a liability to Jefferson's prospects than a help. Now, that's just the summary of what Arif wrote. As you all know, Arif gets detailed and in-depth, and he gets into the numbers. And if you want to look at it from that sort of analytic point of view, I suggest you go over to nflnetwork.com and check out his story. It is quite detailed, like Arif is known to write. Thank you, Arif, for pointing that out in a very logical and backed up with facts manner. Well, that's all the big news from yesterday, so that leaves one segment left. And that is our trip down memory lane. The Vikings are just 72 days away 
from their season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That means we'll be looking at the number 72. Over the years, several players have worn the jersey number 72 for the Minnesota Vikings. Notable players on this list include Jason Fisk, Dave Huffman, and James White. Fisk played for the Vikings from 95 to 98, was a key part of the team's defensive line. Huffman, on the other hand, was mostly a backup offensive lineman who played for the Vikings from 1985 to 1990 and was known for his toughness and physicality. White played 11 seasons, or 12 seasons, if I do my math right, from 1979 through 1990. If you didn't know, he was the ultimate in backup offensive lineman with games at center, guard, and tackle. However, other than a brief stint by Jake Long in 2016, the quality of players who wore the number is not exactly stellar. Ezra Cleveland is the current player to wear number 72 for the Vikings. Drafted in 2020 as a tackle, Cleveland was immediately moved to right guard. In the following season, he was moved to left guard, and he's played there two seasons in a row. 2023 will be his fourth season playing for the Vikings and his final year of his rookie contract. Will he be playing for his next contract? I'm sure he will be. It'll be extra motivation. And with his versatility and the potential, especially if he improves his pass blocking, and his motivation to score that next contract, Cleveland is a player to keep an eye on this season, and hopefully long into the future. Let's hope Ezra develops that outstanding pass blocking that we all hope for in our linemen. Well, folks, that is it for today, this Purple Friday, June 30th, 2023. The last day of June. And for quite a few folks, it's going to be a really long weekend with the 4th of July falling on Tuesday. So a lot of 4th of July celebrations are going to be happening this weekend. I highly encourage you, as we did in the military, make sure you cover all your safety items and don't do anything stupid. But if you do, make sure you enjoy it. With that... This is Dave for Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener. And what do we say? Skull Vikings! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.